Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Between You and I podcast. Um, this is episode 24. Today, we have Candace Parisi on uh, our podcast, and she is uh, also called The Traveling Intuitive. Um, she has uh, She's on Instagram. She has a Facebook page. She has her own website. Um, and I found out about her through my coach, Erin Gallagher. And she said, oh, you got to go check out Candace. She's so cool and she's so fun. And uh, I did, and I loved it. I just like her personality a lot. And um, I signed up for a session with her, which was so fun and um, insightful. And so I just thought, you know, I'm going to stretch and bring in some of the um, people that I'm really interested in, and she's one of them. So I hope you guys enjoy it. Talk to you soon. Um, hey, everybody, welcome to the Between You and I podcast. Mm -hmm. uh, this is episode 24, and we have Candace Parisi. Thank you, Candace. <laughs> Thank, you. Thank you for um, having me. She let mm -hmm. us know she put on red lipstick for this, and I'm very, I think that's so cool. I feel flattered. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I did. I had to. I had to do it, and otherwise you can't see my lips at all. They're super tiny. It's very oh, important for the audio to look your best. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. When nobody can see me, yeah. I need to make sure I look my best. No better time to get gussied up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, uh, I was so... Uh, so you are also called the traveling intuitive, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and... I was saying in the intro that I found out about you from my coach, Erin Gallagher, and she, um, I've known her for years, and I've just been working with her on my own intuitive uh, life coaching business, and she was like, oh, you got to go check out Candace, Traveling Intuitive, she's awesome, like she was all about you, and I was like, okay, I will, <laughs> and um and I just, I just really liked your personality a lot. Like, I just was like, oh, yeah, that's my gal. Um, and then, oh, there you are. And ah. then um, I saw, I got to sign up for a session with you. And it just was, I just really love your personality. And I had so much fun talking to you. It felt so natural. And it was insightful. And I was like, bingo, this is just, this is awesome. And then erin uh, has been challenging me to sort of, uh, you know, like, go for it, like, ask whoever you want to be on the podcast, like reach out. And so I was like, okay, I'm going to reach out to Candace. And uh, you were just nice enough. You're like, yeah, hell yeah, I want to do that. <laughs> yeah. So thank you. Yeah, of Thank course. you so much. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. This is awesome. It's going to be fun, right? <laughs> um, so tell me, uh, I mean, I know a little bit about your background, but I love like, where does the whole name, I know there's a story behind like traveling intuitive, but mm -hmm. I would love to hear like from you, um, where that all came about. Okay. Yeah. And so, uh, when I was a kid, I was, um, uh, I was, I was seeing, you know, spirit and, and hearing spirit and I couldn't really figure it out, but my mom was a hippie and she, uh, <laughs> she allowed it. And, uh, I grew up and I had a bunch of teachers, uh, as a teenager and, and then when I became an adult, I had to make a decision, either go to college or and be you know go my dad's route which was he was a doctor or go the route that the intuitive route and so I decided to you know get a backpack and start traveling and I took um I took a year and I thought I would take a year and just travel around the world and just see where my intuition would lead me and see how I would feel. And I stopped traveling probably uh, like out of the extent of living out of a backpack. Probably about, <laughs> it took about 12, 13 years. And so I got to travel all over the world and uh, it was awesome. And, and I still, I travel constantly. I don't really have, like, I have a home, you know, I have a couple <laughs> different places that I can live, but I don't stay put for very long. And, and so I guess traveling, because that's my passion and being intuitive is my passion. I figured the two pieces together then rings true to who I am. 
Yeah. 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 So, I mean, that's, you were going to go for a year, but you've really just like, this is, you're like, no, this is who I am. So it's been like almost 13 years. Yeah, it was like 13 years. So it was the time that um, I, I started school for a little bit and then I dropped out. And um, yeah, and so I ended, I landed in in India for a long time and, and lived in, yeah, I, I made a lot of um, decisions that now as a full grown adult, I look back <laughs> and I just think that that was super dangerous or a really bad idea. Uh, but I, as a kid, I, you know, it didn't matter to me. And so I was, and as an intuitive person, I just always kind of followed my intuition and not my brain. And that was the whole point yeah. of the traveling was to kind of go, okay, well, what's next? And I just listen and then take a left, you know? Wow. Yeah. And so I just kept taking a left or a right for 13 years and spent a lot of time in India and um, a lot of time in Africa, a lot of time in in Europe and uh, the UK and um, different islands and just ended up places uh-huh. and always had a teacher um, or somebody teaching me something or I was teaching something, you know, when it comes to intuitive work. And I just noticed that um, I just noticed that I was always in the right place at the right time. And, and I just, uh, I just couldn't, I didn't want to stop traveling. And so I, now I do this job that I have as an intuitive, um, but I get to travel and do it. I can be anywhere. That's amazing. Yeah. Well, and I can't imagine with all of your travels and teachers, like all the things you've learned like that, Mm -hmm. like when you said that, I was like, oh my God, like who has she studied with? Like, and do you think that was part of the purpose is to seek out new knowledge, things like that? Yeah. You know, I think that for me, I have a hard time, um, I don't have a strong judgment about things. I think that I'm kind of a wide open creature where I'm open to most everything. And so I dip my hand in all of the different things. And so, um, you know, I, I spent a lot of time like with such a Sai Baba in India. I've spent a lot of time um, in with, uh, which is very like a, a mystical Hinduism, I guess. And then with um, Ramana Maharishi, which is more self-inquiry driven. And um, and then, you know, I had teachers that taught me, you know, everything from the Kabbalah to, you know, tea leaf reading to, you know, I have a strong roots in Christianity. Um, I love, you know, the Catholic direction, like every, there's not many directions that I haven't immersed myself in, uh, and even just weird, weird, not weird, but niche directions. Like I, you know, there's this, (laughs) there's like a, you know, I accidentally like kind of joined a cult once. And so that, you know, just because I wanted to like, what is this? Like, why does everybody worship this old lady? Like, what is the thing? And I, you know, it was fleeting, but it was interesting. And, and so I've tried, I've kind of dipped into all the different things and I don't have a particular thing because of that, but um, it's, it's definitely enriched, enriched my ability to stay very present and not judge. Yeah. 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 I was going to say like, yeah, how does, with all those kinds of pieces of knowledge, like, how do you look at the world? I mean, I bet it's rich, you know, mm-hmm. um, just with all the, all the, oh, I'm going to say it dumb, but like all the things, you know, like, um, that that are out there teachings and realities and mm-hmm. i think that's really fascinating because i think there's a to, i think there's a, a lot more to the world than just like mm, you know i i live this life i get up i go to work i whatever i'm like oh god there's way more magic than mm. i think we're ever told or can imagine i mean that's that's my choice or that's my belief um and mm-hmm. so i you know i always wonder what else is out there? Like what other knowledge? Um, I, I kind of felt that way. I don't know if you've ever, uh, 
study like Native American stuff. There was a mm -hmm. book I literally found in a free library. And I know if I said it, I think I have it over there somewhere. Um, uh, that was a woman studying with um, an elder and just the things she was teaching her were like, what? Mm -hmm. Like just in terms of like, no, things are like this or this is possible or what? just way out there. And I was just like, if that's true and m most nobody knows about it, I'm like, are we, I don't know. That just kind of blew my mind. Like <laughs> it kind of broke mm -hmm. open. Like is, if that's true and we just don't know about it, think about what we're missing out on. Yeah. Um, and and then juxtapositioning that against like regular day life, I just was like, whoa, like where where are we? You know, in mm -hmm. terms, I don't know, in terms of how we live and what we think is real and uh, what's important and um, and the way we stress over things that probably aren't important. Mm -hmm. I was like, so. Yeah, kind of well, in the, in the Native American direction, I moved to Arizona to, to learn with Native Americans. And it um, I thought that I would go to Arizona and, like, as a naive white girl, just the, they would just take me in. And, <laughs> <laughs> and that, that is not what happened at all. I live, had to live there for a very long time. And, um, and uh, I uh, slowly kind of worked into – being a part of the community and getting to learn more and more and more. Um, but mostly stayed on the sidelines until, um, you know, you kind of uh, and learn from the sidelines. And uh, But it was uh, Native American culture is uh, really interesting to me. And so at one point, at, you know, after spending years really building relationships, um, they asked me if I wanted to do a vision quest. And I was like, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, that's why I really want to do a vision quest. Um, but Native American, that direction is, it's very like cut and dry, very like intense, right? There's no, mm -hmm. it's not, no messing around. And so I, um, and so they're like, all right. So they, uh, and so the, you know, someone brought me out into, um, a mountain range, uh, in Arizona and, um, gave me four gallons of water and put me, walked me up to a top of a mountain mm -hmm. and then took my clothes mm -hmm. and left me there with four gallons of water for four days. Wow. Just yeah. naked in <laughs> on a mountain. <laughs> And like, I didn't really, I didn't know what I was getting myself into, but the idea is that it's mostly for, first of all, it's mostly for men who are becoming adults mm. and they have a vision and that is what their, you know, purpose is as an adult. And so I don't know how I weaseled my way in to getting to do that, but um, yeah, I didn't understand it fully. Um, I didn't understand the naked part, for instance, or the I wasn't going to eat for four days part, but it was a super interesting uh, experience. And that's what I'm always going for when I when I'm learning, I want to immerse myself, I don't want to read a book. And right. And, and so I got a chance to do that, which was incredible and magical and terrible, horrible. Mm. And, uh, you know, and and. And then came back and they let me do a sweat lodge, which was horrible as well. And just <laughs> it's horrible because you can't breathe and you have to like breathe in the dirt. And it's the whole idea is that you go into the sweat lodge and you're reborn, you know. Mm -hmm. And yeah. so you kind of die in there almost like literally. And, uh, and, <laughs> and, and so it's all very much like an intense journey, the Native American journey, which is something I'm super fascinated with. And I've spent a lot of my life studying. And so I've had, you know, I've had a, uh, some really great experiences, but there's a big difference. I noticed that there's a big difference between like, I'm studying Native American stuff and like yeah. being Native American is like, they can, uh, I don't know, like I had to I had to grow a pair for sure. It was different than what I expected, yeah. but it's definitely life changing. Like I want to have experiences that are life changing. I want to have those. I want to try all this stuff and not mm -hmm. just say, I, you know, I know yeah. something I want to be in it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. 
It sounds like an amazing well, experience because like, yeah. yeah, how do you, you can't learn that you have to do it. And I haven't done it. So it sounds wild to me. It sounds like an interesting <laughs> time. Yeah. Yeah. And then at the end I saw, um, the whole idea is that you hallucinate and which you, yes, you just time goes on forever. And I, I had, I talked to ants cause I was lonely, you know, it was really, a, <laughs> it was a crazy time. And, but the, at the end there was these a beautiful, uh, horses that, uh, wild horses that ran like across the mountain in front of me. Wow. And, uh, and that was the, like, that was the juicy part. That's the, that's the point yes. of it. Yeah. And yeah. so that's interesting. It's interesting. It, it really teaches you how, you know, you're just a, a part of life. You're just one thing and everything else is, is a part of you. And I don't know. I, I love yeah. that stuff. I do too. What I like about that is the stripping away of all like the excess and programming and you're right. Like, cause when I meditate, I don't, for some reason I'm really attracted. What calms me is the idea of like this, let's say mother earth, right? Like, well, the earth is going to be here. It's been here before me. It'll be here when I'm gone. And it's like, it's been here through all of our human foibles you know what I mean like just things that are permanent beyond us are bigger than all of us and so I find that really soothing calming and truthful um and 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 yeah there's something it's funny I was watching a documentary on uh ayahuasca like I just had a day where I was like stumbled on it and but they did talk about the difference between uh, that practice and Native American practice mm -hmm. and you're right they talked about like the four days and um it's, did you feel like a reconnection? Like, um, I know it's going to sound, maybe it's going to sound ridiculous, but sometimes when I think of, uh, oh, like when people are passing away and for humans, it's like, oh my God, that's terrible. I mean, when we don't really talk about death in the mm -hmm. States, but sometimes I always think, um, wow, we, we as humans with emotions get really upset, but I'm like, think about the ant pile that gets stepped on and like a hundred ants are dead. Right. Like, but nature carries on all the same. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or just minutia like that where, um, cause you're not alone out there. Right. Like mm -hmm. you're just out in their world, you know, which is there every day, every night, you know, just like, Oh, well, welcome. You know, <laughs> uh <-huh. laughs> Yeah. Yeah. We think of ourselves as such a big deal. Right. But at the end of the day, we just all die, you know, mm -hmm. and I think that that's the biggest teacher of all, like the out of all of the, the teachers that I've had in my life, the nothing, uh, nothing surpasses, uh, you know, that sort of connection to um, death and dying. I have uh, I, I work and volunteer inside of my life with hospice and in in that sort of death and dying direction and just being with people while they die has been a, the biggest teacher of all like that at the end of the day we're all we're all doing the same thing we all start the same and we all end the same and in the middle we forget to like be present and we think we're important and but to be with somebody when they're having the last 200 breaths. Yeah. You know, like that you get like, what an honor that is that I feel that for myself, like I feel like that's my biggest teacher is, can I be present like that today? Yeah. Is, is, a is, you know, if I, that's the, out of all the teachers and all the places and all the traveling, there's nothing there's nothing, nothing that is a bigger teacher for me than, than that, that learning how to be fully present and as if like, this is it. Yeah. 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 I can relate. Um, I think about that with, uh, so my mom passed seven years ago and when she had a, uh, an aneurysm and, um, and lots of synchronicities happened around that, but we all, let's say all the kids, um, and her husband, my stepdad, her brother, like it just was, a, it was a good passing. Like we all got to be there. Mm -hmm. um, we had her quilt, pictures of the grandkids, everybody was around. Um, and I literally was, 
had my arm under her and on her chest when she took her last breath. Mm. You know what I mean? And it sounds really sad. You know, like someone would say like, oh, God, I'm like, no, but it felt like what you're saying. It felt like getting to be there mm-hmm. got, felt good. I felt mm-hmm. glad, you know, and I talked to her as she left, you know, like I was literally whispering in her ear. Um, and mm-hmm. also just to witness what, what the body does. I wasn't so interested in the body, but you know, I'm looking at the body. Um, uh, and I did just feel, I felt grateful for all those good things, which helped me later in the grief, right? Like you, so you could rely on or lean back on some gra- something you're grateful as opposed to, uh, fall in the abyss of sorrow, you know, like, which happens, right? You're sad, but mm-hmm. what you're, but, but also what I realized was just on a deeper level than I could even explain or imagine, like n- understanding the individual specialness of each person, mm-hmm. like just now that that person isn't on the planet anymore was something I would sit with for hours. Like just the idea of her, her and all that, all that she was or how she talked or her not being here. I was, I just sort of, you know, I was like, well, there's just her think about anyone who passes, right. Anybody's anybody, somebody who passes. Um, And then I would go to the extreme of, you know, sometimes when you're watching like a war movie and there's like a huge picture of a platoon, mm-hmm. right? Like, so it's just a lot of people in the picture. And sometimes I would look at that and think about my mom and then look at this picture of like a hundred people going, everyone there is dead, but mm-hmm. everyone there is a single person. Mm-hmm. So each person I'm looking at had a life, maybe family, friends, a lifetime, like, um, and recently I was talking to someone who was focusing on like connecting with uh, wishing for it or connecting with like grandparents and great grandparents just to sort of like, I wish now, and I think I'm only now capable of it to say, I wish I, I I know now what I might ask them about their whole life Mm -hmm. because they were kids at one point. What were they like then? They were teenagers at one or in their twenties and that's a whole life. But when I was a kid, even growing up, I'd be like, oh, yeah, it's grandpa, like kind of one dimensional, like, you know, mm-hmm. you don't you don't know enough to ask. But it was sort of like, yeah, but grandpa had a whole life. Yeah. So, you know, everybody's like, got a story to tell. It's just that we have to yeah. ask it, you know. Yeah. It, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, have you ever st- have you ever studied or done ayahuasca and all that? I have not kind of scares the crap. Yeah, you know, I haven't. I haven't tried it. I haven't, but I have a lot of friends who have. And I hear that you uh, go to the bathroom and throw up all over yourself. And I feel like, I feel like maybe 10 years uh, from now, I'll be up for that. (laughs) We should uh, record a show where we do that. Yeah, Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, I feel like I'm, I I get it. Like I get the whole thing and I understand it, but it mm-hmm. it really like um yeah, and I understand too like you're throwing up and you're going to the bathroom all over yourself, but you're you're high out of your mind and so you don't know it, you know? Oh yeah. <laughs> so like what does it matter at the end? <laughs> but it, it just sounds like something that I um I'm resisting. I have a lot of friends who have uh retreats, ayahuasca retreats and they're always like, Come and do this and I always say, Nope, nope. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well I would never like I I would want to do it with traditional people, right? Like I don't yeah. want to willy nilly be taking ayahuasca and some people have like you know have all that purge and then some people just throw up but they talk about like this is the purge and what I loved in the documentary is they talk about ayahuasca the plant being the mother plant the Mm -hmm. mother of all plants right Right. and so she and they talk about her like she comes to you with whatever message you need Mm -hmm. um and that when you're if you throw you know when or if you're throwing up or even going to the bathroom, like you are purging, not just your bodily fluids or whatever, but you are purging something. Yeah. And, and that it's not just the scary lack of control of your body, but that you, you are, 
that's what you're needing to do. And that's what you're needing to see mm-hmm. um, at the time. And though it could be different every time, um, what you're meant to see. Um, and so I really appreciated that, but I'm like, I'll, I'll be honest when I think I'm like, I'm not, that scares the crap out of me. I'm like, no, <laughs> I mean, at, at least today, if you ask me today, and I think that means I'm not really meant to do that. Right. Like, I don't, yeah. that scares the shit out of me. Literally, probably. <laughs> well, right. Well, it's the lack of control, right? It's just, this, yes, yeah. I, I definitely, yeah, I think, and I don't love that about myself, but that's <laughs> how I feel. I'm a, that's where I'm at. But, um, they also, uh, talked about psilocybin too and um Mm -hmm. uh just also just that getting reintroduced into the world um as something useful Mm -hmm. like for depression um as a microdosing yeah yeah i think is i think that's fascinating i do too and that it's becoming okay right like don't you love that it's been helping what i've heard is amazing Mm -hmm. like it's like night and day which isn't Mm -hmm. the case with the other medications you know so yes more power to it if that works Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah i had a friend who just went through a series of what is the other thing people are doing not i won't remember i'll have to remember but uh she just did a treatment that was something similar and you do nine different treatments and it's very subtle but it is one of those things where you shift your perspective and it shows you something. It's either um, ketamine or acid, right? It's one of those. Ketamine. There you there go. Thank you. Go. you. Yeah, I was yeah. like, ketosis. No, it's not ketosis. <laughs> <laughs> Two yeah. different things. Um, yeah, ketamine. And she, uh, she's working through a lot of trauma. And so for her, she said it was profound because mm-hmm. there's layers she didn't even know about. And it just kept um, – each session would reveal um, a layer where she'd be like, oh – Oh, okay. Or she'd get a different perspective, like, hey, you actually don't need to have this anymore. You don't need Mm -hmm. to hold on. Or this is this this has no hold on you, really. It's just your mind that's been keeping a hold on it Um, or just darkness, like old dark that just needs to come up. And so for her, that was um, incredibly helpful. And, And she said, you also have to be really prepared to do that, too. She's like, because you're wiped out. I mean, if you're really healing up trauma that you need to take good care of yourself. And she's like, Oh, there'd be, you know, third or fourth session. She's like, Oh no, I, I slept the rest of the weekend. Like just cause that's a lot to process as well. But mm-hmm. I'm just fascinated by all of that. Um, yeah, I, I, I did mushrooms once and I got on a, uh, I, I, I drove, uh, I took mushrooms and then a couple hours later, nothing was happening. And I was like, I'm leaving this party. This is dumb. <laughs> and then I drove home and I don't, I don't remember how I got home, but I, uh, I remember sitting in my driveway for three, four hours singing songs to the tires of my friend's car. <laughs> and and then, right. I got, then I finally got out of the car and um, my cat told me that she wanted to go in the freezer. Oh, no. And so I put my cat in the freezer. And then immediately she said, okay, I'm good. I ate all the popsicles. I need to come out. And, <laughs> and, and so I, I, I brought her back out. And then we went to bed. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And As so you do. That, <laughs> As you do. And, uh, yeah, I didn't have... Uh, I didn't have that sort of like deep spiritual experience, but I did do, I was wackadoodle for sure yeah. for a little while. And I think that it's for different for everybody. Um, I, I am a, a, a real advocate for that, the, the sort of microdosing direction of, um, I think that can be really helpful for people. Um, but yeah, I don't know that I've, that's, that's my extent on like, uh, you know, trying to, <laughs> trying to have an experience. And <laughs> uh, that's it. That's, that was the end of the, the line for me. I was like, well, I put my cat in the freezer. I do not deserve to take mushrooms. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently that's what happens when I do that. Yeah. I love, I like all the things that are, that potentially are about seeing things a different way. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, a lot of my coaching is w- with folks in midlife And it's such a natural moment where, you know, a point in your life where something's ending or something big happened or a natural questioning of like, what now? Or, oh, this isn't working, but I don't know why. It's sort of like, I don't know what's happening, but 
something's not working anymore. And in so many of the conversations I'm having with people, it's just like layers and layers of trauma from a, a construct you, you thought you were supposed to participate in, right? Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I did all the things they told me I was supposed to do. Like, go to college, get the job, do the things within the job uh, structure, and then do this or, you know, and, oh, God, I thought I was going to, like, work here forever, and I got laid off, and now what? You know what I mean? But they mm-hmm. can, but everyone senses, senses mm-hmm. something's not right th- or or they're open enough one to come get coaching and say like, something's not working. What do I do? Like that, that's open enough, mm-hmm. you know, to say like, Oh, you're questioning. Oh, that's good. And I don't know what you think of this, but I had this epiphany this week as I'm learning about w- what I want to teach. Like it's still forming. Right. But I had this uh, clarity this week of part of what I really want to teach is there could be two paths right you follow the construct that you're told Mm -hmm. right lots of programming and this is what's right and correct and this is what success looks like yeah which is you go get from a construct outside of yourself rules and all this stuff or you can reconnect back to yourself and intuition which is real and a part of everybody right and learn what you like and honor that and follow that trust it and go do something you love and have things come to you as opposed to you trying to work a construct Mm -hmm. like oh i gotta go i'm gonna go get that job and this is what i'm supposed to do and i'm gonna work hard and i'm gonna get the thing and i'm gonna whatever and i'll got you know i'm miserable Mm -hmm. or you could Mm -hmm. say well let me stop and listen to myself let me go inside as opposed to Mm -hmm. outside and um, and go, oh, I like this. I don't like that. I'm going to follow here. I'm going to trust. And lo and behold, you build a life as well, but just based on this road. Um, and I always thought, I'm like, you know, either way, you can get things if you want things. Mm-hmm. Um, one way is you go get them. And then the other way is you allow them to come to you based on following your heart and all that kind of stuff. And I was like, I'm I'm excited to dig into that more because I just sort of felt like, oh, maybe that's a little more clarity around like the paradigm, like paradigm shift that I keep trying to uh, look at or mm-hmm. talk with people about. I don't know. I don't even think I had a question in there. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I think that like intuitively, like the 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 intuition direction is always going to lead you to your happiest place and so the I like the idea that uh, how I understand it uh, because I use my brain very very little now I don't uh, I've, I've kind of broken my relationship with my brain and I use it to tie my shoes or, or my car <laughs> but that's it like I don't really use it to make my decisions in my life and so the idea is to be able to you know be able to connect to your intuition which is really your personal assistant in your life and be able to connect in and not only connect to the uh, answers to what you, what's your passion and purpose and, you know, should I take a left or right or what's, what do I, you know, what makes me happy um, or who should I be with? But, you know, it's, you know, can you do that and completely trust and surrender to it? And because oftentimes what happens is we have an intuitive hit about something and we're like, oh, yeah, I really want, like, if I could have, like, the perfect life, I would, like, be a gardener. And then your brain goes, you can't be a gardener, stupid. How are you going to pay your Netflix bill? You know, like, and so, (laughs) yeah, and so your brain is always, its job is to make you survive, Mm-hmm. That's it. It's supposed to keep you alive forever. And even when you're getting close to dying, your brain's like, what are we doing today? Like your brain's always going and your body stops and then your brain's like, oh, okay, we're not alive anymore. Got it. <laughs> and so <laughs> all the way to the end, it's like this hamster wheel of keeping you alive where your intuition um, really is very present. And um, yeah, the truth is oh, you want to be a gardener. Okay. And your brain goes, nope, can't do that. And then which one do you listen to? And most of the time a person listens to the 
the survival one, right? Mm-hmm. We're, we're built to survive. We're built as cavemen to, you know, go out, hunt, bring it home, do the, you know, the thing. We're not built to be, you know, artists, you know? Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. 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 And so the intuitive person, if you can really hone in on learning to trust it, and that was the the whole thing for me when I was traveling and, and doing that is that I wanted to see if it was trustworthy. And, you know, if I made a decision to sell all my stuff and not be a doctor and put on a backpack, can I, you know, just listen in and take a left, take a right, go over there, get on that plane, try that thing and trust it. Even if I didn't have very much money, even if it felt like it was the wrong fucking decision in my brain, (laughs) um, in my, in my heart, in my, in my intuition, I was just going to do it anyway. And it never, it's never lied to me and it's never put me on the wrong path. It's never done me wrong, but my brain, it's, it's another story. And so I think that, that people really work from that, have that relationship. And so, yes, when you do like a psychedelic, then it like your brain is pushed out of the way and you're having this like full force experience that you can certainly gain by meditating a lot or, you know, fasting, I guess, is another way people do it. But um, or just grace, you know, just having an yeah. experience. Um, but I think that the the key to my understanding of the key of happiness is um, is neglecting the brain as much as possible yeah. and treating it like it's um, a bad kid. And it's always going to be going. And that's good. That means you're a person and being a person is important. Um, but it's, it's softening the music of it so that it's just like a background noise to your intuition, you know? Yeah. I love what you said there about like the brain is about survival. Like Mm -hmm. that, I thought that was, yeah. Cause I, when I'm talking to people, I'm like, I want you to move from your brain to your heart, to your intuition. And I love what you're saying, like, well, when you said sort of the brain is the brain is for survival, I was like, oh, that explains a lot of what I'm thinking or why I'm thinking the way or why I'm wrestling with something mm-hmm. because it's looking for survival. Like and it's usually based on like, well, you ought to because, you know, yeah, and it's based on like what mommy and daddy did. Right. And mm-hmm. so it's based on these subconscious cues. Did your mom say no to you every five seconds? Did your dad never hug you? You know, there's, we're always just trying to get back to our, that, you know, that sort of innocence of the first day, you know? And so we just want to be loved that much, you know, that endorphins our mom gives off. We're just looking for life to hold us like that. And so it depends on the dysfunction, I guess, in the psychological direction of, that process for that child to how they trust being an adult and trust making decisions for themselves and who they choose in life is all, all often some, you know, trapped subconscious stuff in your brain. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's so true. Like everyone just really wants to be at that center of like, I just want to be loved. Mm -hmm. I just want, you know, um, to be at peace or be with my family, like, like pretty basic things. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I love that. Do, I mean, do you end up, so with your, I know on Instagram, you go live every Monday. Is it Monday or Tuesday? At yeah. Seven? On Facebook, I go live on Monday and Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Okay. Where would and people you, find you online? We should give you oh, a yeah, plug. Too. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. I'm on, uh, it's traveling intuitive is the, is the name of the, the page on Facebook. Um, there's a Facebook group for traveling intuitive and um, yeah, that's where I go live and I teach a lot of classes in the group and I on intuition development. And then every uh, Monday and Wednesday at 7 PM Pacific standard time, I go live and just do free psychic readings for people. Yeah. 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 It's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. I've got, I've been on those. It's, it seems like it's really fun too. Mm -hmm. Like -hmm. it's a great group of people and, um, and you're on Instagram as well and you Mm -hmm. have your own website. Do you Mm -hmm. think, um, I mean, are you, are you, do you think you'll ever write a book too about like your travels? 
Maybe, maybe. I think so. I think that I just have to, I think I'm interested in doing that. I just, um, I, I don't know. I don't, uh, yes, one day. One day. I hear you. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to sit a... down. I'm going to do ayahuasca. I'm going to throw up all over myself and then I'm going to write a book. <laughs> you know, that's the In only that way order. to do it. Yeah. yeah. You'll just wake up and there'll be a book there in the freezer. Yeah. You're like, yeah. 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 Sorry, now I, I have a write. bucket list. For... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Exactly. I'm sorry. I can't write without my ayahuasca people. Can you yeah. serve Can it up? Slip me some ayahuasca and give me a bucket, please. Thank you. Oh, my God. Well, like, what's your favorite thing about going live? Like, what's your experience been? Like, do you have, um, uh, yeah, what do you love about it? I think that uh, it's something that I started doing about three years ago. I've had a practice for, uh, you know, 17, 18 years, but I, about three years ago, I was like, you know what, I need to expose myself more. And I already have, a, you know, had a thriving business and I was, you know, teaching a lot and standing in front of people and doing that. But I was, I pulled away from it for a little while and decided, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to put myself out there and see what happens. So I, I started out the lives like trying to, you know, really just making it like, um, you know, 15 minutes, I tell you self-carry things while I do weird things in life in public and <laughs> and like just this made it you know strange and uh, uh, probably attention seeking you know and uh, then it shifted to all right I want to you know I kind of want to build a community um, I have I switched from the idea like forever and ever I called myself an intuitive an intuitive because the word psychic is just uh, it, it, it's, it goes along with a whole bunch of things that yeah, are yeah. not so great. Right. Yeah. And so, Oh, I decided that, you know, about three years ago, I was just going to come out. I'm a Sam psychic and I was going to change what psychic means and change the whole woo woo ness around it. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, be integrity filled and, you know, show up and, um, you know, make it more, a little bit messier and, you know, be a human being that isn't, yeah. you know, that's, that can be blunt and straightforward and, and able to connect on a human basis. When it comes to my intuitive readings, my psychic readings with people, um, I'm kind of a one trick pony when it comes to, I, I'm not very woo woo I'm very much like <laughs> if it isn't, if it isn't solid, like a desk, it isn't solid and it isn't something that can impact your life like right now. Yeah. Uh, you know, if uh, there's things that I, I just don't connect to, if it's your, the auras of a person and things that are, that don't aren't tangible and can't help you in your life this moment. Mm-hmm. It's just not something that I have in my wheelhouse. And, but I think that it's valuable and it's valuable for other you know, people and I know into, you know, psychics who are great in other areas, but in the Facebook live direction, well, the reason why I like it is because it's, it's a community of people who've really like hung with me for three years, mostly. Yeah. And, uh, and so we've, you know, evolved together. We show up, we, um, you know, I know, I know these people, like they are my friends and there's, you know, there's, you know, 10,000 people just hanging out together and all That's over great. the world. Yeah. We just hang. It's interesting to me, the idea that we're, you know, uh, thousands of people from all over the world hanging out. Somebody's like hanging out and they're in their bathtub. Somebody's, <laughs> you know, somebody's eating dinner. Somebody, you know, has it on their TV. Somebody else is you know, in their car hiding from their family. Like there's, you know, there's all sorts of different things going on. And, uh, but we're all, they all, everybody comes together and just gives a crap about each other for an hour. And that is super interesting to me. And then just the ability to be able to connect and give people, you know, readings is like my passion. And so it feels like, 
it, it doesn't, it feels really fulfilling to me. So that's why I continue to, to yeah. do it. Yeah. Have you seen any yeah. growth in your online community because of the situation yeah. the last year? Oh, oh, for sure. Oh, oh, for the situation, the 2020? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, the COVID? Yeah, you know, the little um, thing that's been happening. Yeah, that little thing. Right. Yeah. I, um, for sure. Last year, um, I, I would love to stop talking about COVID anytime. Yeah. It's been a constant, yeah. you know, between like yesterday or yesterday, last year was not just the COVID, but it was like strange things in people's lives, like, um, hurricanes and tornadoes and fires. And, and I talked to people all day and they're telling me, you know, this is happening in my life and it's a tragedy and they've lost this and they've lost their parents to COVID and they've, you know, my child just passed away or this. And it's all like last year was like really like, I don't know how to feed myself, help, you know, and, yeah. you know, and then in other places in the world, you know, everybody has a different opinion on America that, maybe isn't so sexy right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah, like I, I remember I talked to a woman, she's in New Zealand and they locked down New Zealand when there was like, I don't know, there was like 20 cases or something. Right. Right. And everybody went home and they just paid everybody. Right. And, uh, and she's like, and it was around the time that, um, the, was a Tiger King was out. Remember the Tiger King? Oh yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And so I, you know, she said, you know, everybody here assumes that America is just a bunch of, you know, the Tiger King, like everybody's the Tiger King. Oh, no. and, I like, and I was like, okay, oh good. That's great. Not That's 100%, great. but you know, maybe a little bit the Tiger King. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like 80% the Tiger King, yes. Wow. <laughs> Wow. And I, and, but every, you know, it feels like other places in the world, you know, kind of figured it out differently than we did yeah. and uh, and cared about each other differently than we did. And um, but, yeah, there's a lot of 2020 was a was a panicky year. Well, and it's got to be hard, too, because I feel like there's two like. Potentially, like not to just experiences out of COVID, but like for some folks, you're right. They're losing family members or their loved ones. And it like all the people working in hospitals, like they're in it, like they're at the center They that's in their homes, you know, like it's right there. And then I feel like other folks, maybe like myself, right? Like I've this time and how we've had to handle this time has been beneficial to me. I mean, I'm lucky, right? Um, the isolation for meditation and growth, that, like that's what I've used it for mm-hmm. is for to silence and growing and all that. Kind of, you know, so there's a bunch of people who are sort of like, well, the not having to, the getting to work from home, I'm with my family more. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe I'm getting to reflect on myself or grow. I'm, I'm getting, I'm getting to stop and take a look at, you know, may, and maybe for, our way of life, we're getting to see like, oh, it doesn't have to be the regular way. Um, that that always like blows my mind. Like someone could be having, people could be having completely different experiences. And sometimes if you're not in it, it feels far away other than the news. And then you, you know, read a story or you hear someone's life and you're like, oh God, like put yourself in their shoes mm-hmm. and it's not far away. Yeah. Um, and so I'm always... I don't know. I don't know what I think about that, but I think on that. <laughs> I think yeah. on that. Yeah, uh, I think human beings, we need it to be, we have a low attention span oftentimes to, if it's not right in our face, then we're paying attention to what is in our face, mm-hmm. which is the normal, like you can only digest so much. And yeah. so if, you know, some people it was, you know, in their face in a completely different way. And I think that in some people, they didn't have that at all. I was, I was, you know, I was like you. I was like, well, I can, I guess I have a home office now. And I guess that I I meditate more and I read more books. And um, it really, I didn't get to travel. Poor me. You know, like it's, it feels like, you know, in that range. But, you know, I think that 
Yeah, I think that people really had a hard time. And then it's, you know, one person, uh, you know, one person's idea against another person's idea where some people, they, you know, they're not experiencing it and they don't understand what the big fucking deal is. Right. And then somebody else is like, let me tell you the deal, you know, and I guess that's where, again, we have to kind of become one around things and have unity around things and just understand that we're all different people. It's hard to judge. Like even, you know, even people who have different opinions that, you know, I don't have any really strong opinions about things, but Mm -hmm. you know, if there's, you know, people who have the opinions that they have that might not be mine only Mm -hmm. have the opinions that they have because that's what they know. Mm -hmm. And everybody's just doing what they know. And so it's hard to judge anybody's side because you just know what you know. Mm -hmm. And then you, you, you could know something else. Mm-hmm. But you don't, you know, and, and so that's just how it is for you. And uh, it might not be the same thing that I know or somebody else knows. But if we can all kind of understand that we only know what we know and yeah. we're just we're just throwing up what we know, you know, yeah. and if you're if you're a racist thing, but you're trapped in a jail cell with a black guy for a year, are you going to be racist in a year? You know, like, mm-hmm. it, you know, is if you are put in the situation, mm-hmm. um, if you're put in a situation that's new, is your perspective going to change? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And so I think that if you were, you know, born in a town of 27 people, you're going to know what those 27 people know. Yeah. Unless you move. Right. Yeah. 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 I always think too, when, uh, especially in this day and age or, you know, social media and all, it's so easy to like quickly mouth, you know, like react. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, because it's right there. And I mean, I've had reactions, right? Like that I would, this is what my reaction is, but mm-hmm. I'm trying to always think, I think a lot too, um, you don't know that person. Like you don't know their life. You don't know what led them up to this. You, you outlived every day with them. Like I really try and put the brakes on to go, this comes from somewhere either mm-hmm. with whoever, right. Or whomever. Um, I don't know your whole life. I guess that goes, it goes back to like my mom and people passing and the specialty of people, like people are complex mm-hmm. and, and what has shaped them is complex. It's not just, I mean, even if I'm not excusing bad behavior i'm just i think about it like if especially in the political world you know like like, i I shouldn't even dip my toe in that Mm -hmm. um i stop because i've got so so for the people who have people they grew up with Mm -hmm. and you're divided one against the other Mm -hmm. i mean that's that has brought up questions i mean it really i've never seen anything like it i mean at least my era i don't know where you go whoa what does this mean now like mm-hmm. now I look at you and I don't know what this means. It's so divisive and I have to stop and go, okay, what, what was, I don't know. I desire, I guess, to go like, what was your everyday like? What has every day been like? Why are you here? Why am I here? Why do mm-hmm. I think what I think? Like what, you know, I don't know. Yeah, for I, sure. I mean, it's like connecting with other people is so important because then you get perspective about their life and you can share your life and we learn from each other and we mm-hmm. we grow and we evolve. And unfortunately, we've mm-hmm. all been pretty locked down in the last year. So it's like mm-hmm. we're, we're more like yeah. a, in our echo chambers instead because we're not cross-pollinating yeah. as much. And I think that's yeah. not yeah. a healthy thing for humans. <laughs> right. Yeah. And it goes back to that sort of intuitive and brain scenario. Like and I don't use my brain very much, so I don't have a lot of opinions about people that I don't know. You know, if you're not right. yeah, if yeah. you're not in my bed or you're not my family, <laughs> I don't I'm not, really, I'm not super interested in trying to like figure you out. I'm not super I don't watch TV. I don't really know what's going on in the political or whatever it is. And I don't I don't personally uh, think that there's any sort of gain for me knowing, but I yeah. am open to, you know, I have, you know, clients and people in my life and family members who have very, very strong opinions. And I think that, 
you know, I'm open one way or another around it. Uh, but what I find is the most interesting, and maybe it's my people-watching fascination, but it's, you know, it's the it's the fact that before people didn't feel like they had a voice or a reason to use their voice. Mm -hmm. And sometimes we need mm -hmm. things to get weird. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yes. And then everybody's like, whoa, whoa, wait a second, wait a second, wait a second. <laughs> I, I don't like that, yeah. you know? And I think that that's something that's valuable. And we do it every hundred yeah. years or so where we're like, nope, I don't think slavery is a good idea. You know, like we yeah. figure some yeah. things out, but we only figure it out in the face of like, it's down to the wire and you better share how you feel. Otherwise we're creatures of survival where we're just like, I'm just going to keep my mouth shut and keep moving, you know? Yeah. And so I, 2020 definitely gave us that where we're like, no, no, I have an opinion. And now I, you know, opinions that I didn't know my fan, you know, anybody, I didn't know anybody's opinion. And now like, I know everybody's and I don't know if I care one way or the other, <laughs> but I think that uh, it, everybody's, you know, everybody is speaking up, which I think, you know, is important for human beings to do. Yeah. And I almost, some, I'd sort of do believe in order for things to heal, things kind of got to get bad before they get good. Like mm -hmm. the truth has to come out. And, and the whole thing about like stopping to, to go, wait, you don't know anything about this person, just the slowing down of that mm -hmm. to become very present to say, it's, instead of just flippant, you know, instead of just like, you know, whatever, I'm like, whoa, 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 well, like slow down and think about that, you know, or slow down and take in more than just a reaction or, um, and I think that's hard. I don't think that come, that's not easy when you're emotional. Mm -hmm. you know, and things are emotional and whatever, but it's, but it, it's, I do think it's an opportunity to heal like um, race relations within the, com within the country and politics and all that. I'm like, better to see the truth. Like we need the truth in order to heal like mm -hmm. this, you know, and now it's in your basket to like do something, you know what I mean? Like change, grow, share, do it different, you know, in order to move forward. Um, but it's uncomfortable, right? Like in whatever way. Yeah, same so. with individuals. Like if you want to try to change yourself, you have to face all yeah. those facts and truth sometimes and mm -hmm. move along. Yeah. The group yeah. 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 And I think that often we, we might fixate on politics or fixate on this bigger picture far away that we want to feel like we're fixing yeah. and changing and being a part of uh, because it's easier to do that than to see what's in the five mile radius of our house. That's like true. If, yeah. Like if yeah. we all cared about the fact that there's, you know, probably five, six houses down, there's a starving kid and right. there's a probably a woman getting beat around the corner and, you know, there's somebody being raped three blocks away. We don't care about that. What we're paying attention to is something that we can fixate on that we think that we're helping by thinking about it or reading about it or watching it on TV, but mm. we're really not doing anything really. But, you know, I think that if we all cared about our five mile radius, yeah, then, then we'd be all right. Like everybody yeah. would be okay. Yeah. yeah. But I think that, you know, that's kind of, it's, it's an avoidance of mm. caring about people, you know, yeah. it's a, there's an avoidance there and, yeah, I, I think that, but I think there's some value in that bigger than life, you know, conversation too, that like, we, we need to make these changes and we need to make these shifts and we need to, like, I get that as well. And being a part of those bigger things. Um, uh, but why is there a homeless guy on your corner? Why is that? Yeah. Why, he, why is he there? Let's talk about that, you know? Yeah. And so it's, uh, you know, I think that if we could all kind of, do something with what's in front of us, then we can, then we, then, then we are, then we're really doing something right, and then right. everything kind of changes, right? Yeah. You got to start small. You got to start there mm -hmm. yeah. to build up. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, and there's a, maybe the, a ripple effect, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. that kind of thing. Oh, I love that. 
Now I'm going to chew on that for an hour or so. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, there was, I was, when I was living in, I lived in South Africa for a long time and I, I stayed at this uh, hospice and I worked at this hospice. It was a, uh, in an area and there was, um, it was a, a 70% HIV positive area and very poor. And so it was kind of a revolving door of human beings. And, um, there, you know, but during the time when I was there, there was still like at, at the edge of the apartheid situation. So it was still like white people have their own thing, black people have their own thing. It was still quite racist. And, um, and, but I would, um, I would work at night with the nurses, um, that they just kind of pull off the streets and, um, they weren't really, they were just people who were taking, you know, kind of this revolving door of people who were and so, and we would sit and sit up at night and we would you know, get everybody comfortable that's in this hospice, you know, we would, and then we would sit around and just talk and I would just listen to their life story and what they have like happened to them and how like it's, it's matter of fact that um, there's a pretty good chance that they you know, gotten raped as a child. It's a matter of fact that, you know, you can't look a white person in the eye. It's just, that's just this. That's what, that's what we do here, you know. And um, it's, um, you know, there's things that they don't know that there's a difference. Hmm. And it does, you know, it hurts to obviously be raped and it hurts to not feel equal and it hurts to do those things. But it feels like there's no way out, right? And so now they have a job so they can feed their kids. But it's this really hard job where you just, you know, you're watching people die all day. Yeah. And, and so we just talk, sit around and talk about those things and talk about, like, how can we like, channel the energy of all those hard things in where we are now and who we can help now and who we can be now and, and, you know, we would, you know, just hang out every night, talk about stuff and get yeah. angry about stuff and get sad about stuff. And, mm-hmm. and there's just some, you know, you know, the growing experience and just opening your mouth and expressing yourself, you know, yeah. and expressing like this, something that I've never said. I know as a black woman that I can't over and touch that white woman stapler. I know that or else I'm, I'm going to lose my job, you know? And so, you know, let's work through that. What does that mean? You know, and like starting yeah. from the place of where that is, instead of going, you know, well, this is a, this is terrible, you know, let's, what are we going to do? Down, you know, instead of doing that, like, how can, how can we in the moment of who you are, uh, grow and, and find a way to have humility inside of such a hard situation that's obviously changing, but not changing fast enough. And, uh, you know, learning how to, you know, have being able to keep your job and also not feel like you have to be oppressed to keep it. And, um, yeah. And, and so I think that it's, you know, it's inside of, figuring out how to um, be connected fully um, with the, with, with who's in front of you and then do something from there. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. No, Mm -hmm. I think you're dead on. Right. But let me tell you your life experiences. I can't wait for that book. (laughs) (laughs) For sure. I watched Chronicles. The Ayahuasca Chronicles. Oh, now you've got two books. Oh no, yeah. like just the travels and the stories, and now well, you're one go- will just be a picture book, right? Of I am doing Ayahuasca. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! Well, Candace, like it's I could I swear to God we could talk for like another hour. Um, think I just love talking to you. I'm so glad I met you, and uh-huh. you know I was I think I was telling people too I had a session with you, and I just loved it. And, you know, there's like a few people and I think everybody's had this experience, like where you meet someone and you're like, 
oh, you want to be friends? Like, you know, like, <laughs> and I was like, you want to hang out? And I, and I, I felt like that with you and it was nice to be able to like go, oh, okay, you want to be in my podcast. Um, and you were so encouraging again, like you're just, your um, your way or your spirit you're so real like relaxed and so like all oh, right and i was like that's my people like you know <laughs> good feel energy. like a yeah. super good energy like it did i just not worried at all um and i love that you were encouraging me you're like yes intuitive be write it everywhere like put that on everything and um mm-hmm. so i'm taking your advice <laughs> telling you that i'm good. doing it good. um but I just, I just love talking to you. So I just really thank you for being here. And, um, oh, um, and you. I really hope we stay in touch. I would really like to um, hang out again. I, I do have this deeper like fascination of having a gal pal circle. Um, and the number one priority is that we laugh really hard. Like, yeah, I want to, I, I want to, I want to pee my pants <laughs> laugh. Like, <laughs> right. <All> Well, thank just, you for having me on. Thank you, you two. You, oh, thank you. you both are wonderful. I'm so grateful. Thank you, Brian. Oh and my thank gosh. You so much for, for listening. Anytime. Yeah. And we'll put like we're gonna put links to all your spots. If there's anything else you want us to know, we will we'll talk to each other and we'll make sure that that's listed. And um, and uh, yeah. And I I can't wait to put this episode up. I think it's awesome. I think awesome. you're awesome. Oh, yeah. hey! Uh, thank you. I appreciate it. I'm so glad that I got to hang out with you guys. It'll be fun. fun. All right. Well, I'll talk to you soon. That's what I'm going to say. Okay, perfect. I'll talk to you soon. And okay. thank you guys so much. All right. Well, thank you. Got you got it. <laughs> Have a good day. Bye. 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 Um, she's so good.